cancel GPs, updates being pushed back, and a driver's career on the line. Here's some of the latest news from the world of F1. So get ready, because you've been summoned to the steward's office. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the steward's office. My name's Syra, and this week we're going to cover some of the biggest news coming out of F1 right now. And I'm just going to head straight into it. So obviously, this week's podcast was meant to be covering the Imola GP or the Emilia Romana GP. If you've listened to like my last two episodes, you'll know that I really love this GP. I was really excited to watch it, not just because of the race, but because of what the teams were planning on doing. And there was a lot of excitement surrounding it, especially for me. So I was really, really excited for this week's GP. But the Emilia Romana Grand Prix did end up being cancelled on the 17th of May. Currently, the Italian region of Emilia Romana is facing devastating flooding. I don't know whether some of you remember or had seen the clips of Nick DeVries in the Miami GP press conference where he had spoken about the flooding and had said that AlphaTauri's thoughts were obviously with those who were affected by influenza and the Emilia Romana region. But at the time, I don't think I had fully realised how bad it was. I hadn't seen anything in the news about it. The first thing I had heard about it was from Nick DeVries when he had mentioned it. But that flooding and rain that he was speaking about in his press conference has just continued to get worse. The region has basically faced around seven months of rain in just two weeks. And it's almost impossible for the region to be able to cope with that right now. Emilia Romana are not used to having that much rain. Their drainage system is not built and set up to deal with that much rain in such a small amount of time. They've basically faced two waves of flooding over the month of May so far. So one set was at the beginning of May between the 2nd and 3rd where reportedly two people had died as a result of it. The second sets of floods then started on the 16th of May, just a day before F1 decided to cancel the GP, and that's resulted in around 14 people having died so far and around 50,000 people being displaced. On top of all of that, there have been mass amounts of damages to the homes and businesses in Emilia Romana, there have been landslides, damage to infrastructure, there have been photos and videos of people climbing onto the rooftops of their homes waiting to be rescued by the helicopters that are coming past. And currently, right now, Emilia Romana are looking at roughly 5 billion euros of damage. That is how much this flood is costing them all and you can't put a price on the amount of lives that have also been lost. The images and the clips that are coming out of Emilia Romana right now are just heartbreaking and scary to see as well and I really hope and pray that a lot of the flooding and the rain starts to ease off for them so they can start rebuilding their lives again and that they get all the support that they need. So bearing all of that in mind, Do I think that it was the right decision for F1 to cancel the Emilia Romana GP? Honestly, I don't think there was really a decision to be made about any of this here. I honestly think it should have been a flat out no from when the floods had started and that's for a couple of reasons. One, obviously it's not safe for any personnel, drivers or fans to be in that region right now. The day before the GP got cancelled, it's on the 16th when the rain had started to come down quite badly again. 
people were being evacuated, the F1 paddock was being evacuated and personnel were being asked to leave at that point. So officials were obviously worried about safety. They were asking people not to come into the region because they didn't want anyone to get hurt and really add on to the pressure of the emergency services at that point. So it definitely just would not have been safe for anyone there. Two, to me, it would have been quite insensitive even if Imola wasn't as badly affected as some of the other towns in Emilia Romana it just would have been so bad to go ahead with a GP to act like everything is fine when so many people are suffering when people are losing lives and homes and their businesses I don't think it would have been the right call to race there even if Imola had been fine and three F1 actually requires a lot of emergency services, so we don't always see them, thankfully, because we don't see massive crashes all the time, which I'm always glad to know. But in the case of any crashes, there are a lot of ambulances and emergency services on standby to make sure that they can get to drivers and also to fans if anything was to happen. We saw it when Joe ended up crashing in Silverstone last year and when Mick crashed in Saudi during qualification. Emergency services and ambulances were there very, very quickly and that's because they're on standby during a race weekend. And I think the last thing Amelia Romano needed at this point in time was to take away those emergency services from the people and the places that needed them most. F1 did not need to happen but this flooding was happening and people needed the helps of paramedics and firefighters and anyone who works as part of the emergency services. So I think it was really important that those resources went to the people who really really needed them. Is this gutting for fans of F1? Yeah, I'm sure people are gutted that we don't have a race on this weekend. But I think the most important thing that we should remember is that this is someone's homeland. Their homes, their houses, their memories. These are people's lives that are being lost. And that is way more important than us not having a race on what's already a very packed out calendar. So I am really, really glad that F1 made this decision. And also made this decision before loads of personnel and journalists and fans had started to come into Emilia Romana. So the race is fully cancelled. It's not being postponed. I know there was some talk about it potentially being moved to somewhere else in the calendar later on in the year, but it has been fully cancelled. Imola is not being held this year. Realistically, there's not really much room later on in the year because of how packed out this calendar is. There's not much space and room for manoeuvring and rescheduling races, so there's just not the time to put Imla back in. Imola and all of their race organisers are trying to work with F1 to see if they can get their contract extended for another year though since the GP just wasn't held this year. So I think their contract was due to expire in 2025 and I think they're hoping just to push that until 2026 just to give them a fair chance. Fans who were going to the GP though and were planning to go there have either been offered a refund or tickets to next year's Imola GP. So at least on that half the fans aren't completely out of pocket there. In terms of offering the fans tickets for next year I think it's a great idea personally if they're able to make it. Just because I think for some circuits especially and I'm not sure about Imola to be honest with you but Prices for F1 tickets can go up every year, so if people were trying to get the tickets again for next year, they might be paying a little bit extra. They might not get the exact tickets that they wanted if they'd gotten grandstand tickets or paddock passes or whatever it is, or they might end up being bumped down from a three-day ticket to a two-day ticket if certain ones have sold out. So I think in that respect, it is quite a good idea that they are at least allowing fans to transfer their tickets over to next year. 
But the world of F1 are doing their part for Emilia Romana right now. Both Ferrari and F1 have opted to donate 1 million euros each to the Emilia Romana Regions Agency for Territorial Safety and Civil Protection, and that money is basically going to help towards the relief aid that the region need right now. It will be a huge help to the emergency services and just helping rebuild so much of what has already been lost. For Ferrari, Emilia Romana will mean a lot. Firstly, Ferrari are Italian and they absolutely adore their home country so much and their home country adore them in the same way. There's a reason the Tifosi are known as some of the most passionate fans out there and Ferrari really want to be able to help them out. On top of that, this would have been a home race for Ferrari. Emilia Romana is closer to Maranello than Monza is, so it really is almost like a backyard race. I know it's a little bit of a drive to get there, it's over an hour, but it's much closer than Monza is and there would have been swarms of Tifosi out at the track ready to support them. And for F1 and Stefano Domenicali in particular, Emilia Romana and Imola mean a lot to him. This was his birthplace. He was born in Imola. He grew up in this region, in the town of Imola. So I'm sure it hurts him to see the devastation and hurt that is going on in Emilia Romana right now. So it's really wonderful to see these two big companies opting to donate so much money to the relief effort. There was also then Yuki Tsunoda and the brilliant photos that we had of him coming out. So Yuki had been out in Faenza with the team because that's where Alpha Tari is based and Faenza is in Emilia Romana. So he was out there and ready for the race weekend. Obviously as he was out there the rain and the flooding had started and Yuki instead of deciding to go back to safety and go back home he opted to stay in Emilia Romana and help out with the cleanup effort that was going on. There are photos and videos of him with a shovel in hand moving his way through the mud and water and just trying to help out the citizens of this region as much as he is able to. Just really, really hands-on in helping out with those who are suffering and trying to make their lives just that little bit easier. And I'm sure the people around him really appreciated him wanting to help out. Honestly, I absolutely adore Yuki and this was him just being such a sweetheart and an overall good egg and just wanting to help out people who obviously were really struggling at the time. The Williams F1 team and Williams Esport also decided to do a charity race on the Saturday, so they opted to do a charity Grand Prix with some of their esports drivers that are under the Williams banner. I think they also had two of the Mercedes Esport team members there, as well as a few other people, but I haven't had a chance to actually watch the stream yet since I've been watching the Indy 500 quality, which I honestly didn't realise how long that was, so that took up a lot of my evening. But I have seen some quotes from the stream on Twitch and it does sound quite funny and I'm hoping I'll have a chance to catch up on it, that it's posted somewhere. Williams might have saved it to their Twitch account, so hopefully I'll get a chance to catch up on that soon. They aren't the only team that are doing an eSport event though. Team Redline have also opted to do a sort of charity e At the time of recording this, it actually hasn't happened yet or it might be happening as I speak. But it will be taking place on Sunday afternoon slash evening. They're basically doing four races with four different types of cars around the Emily circuit. And they're going to be doing this to help raise awareness and money for the relief efforts going on in Emilia Romana right now, just like Williams were trying to do as well. They've got an absolutely stellar lineup of drivers, let's not lie. So you've got Max Verstappen, who adores sim racing. He really, really loves sim racing, so he's not going to be an easy one to beat. 
We've got Ayumi Awasa from F2, who's a Red Bull junior. Felipe Dragovic, who's the Aston Martin reserve driver. Alongside some other Red Bull junior drivers and team Redline racers. I'm not sure if you can catch up on that after it's been streamed, but I'm sure there'll be some clips somewhere. And I'm sure it's going to be a very entertaining watch as well. The main reason I wanted to highlight all of these different things that are taking place for Amelia Romana and all the efforts these teams and people are going through is because it really highlights that F1 is more than just a sport. In times of disasters and tragedies, we can really pull together to help people out and F1 can really use what a massive platform that it has created through DTS to help a community that is in need. Amongst all the bad news that we get in the world, things like this give me hope and remind me that not everything is doom and gloom and that there are really good people out in the world that want to help. It's just something that really is lovely to see and to see so many people involved in F1, whether they're drivers or esport racers and people in motorsport as well, posting up the donation links, hosting these sort of events, helping out hands-on in Amelia Romana. It does make a lot of difference and, like I said, it is just really heartwarming to see. The cancellation of the Amelia Romana GP, though, has had a knock-on effect in a few things going on in F1 right now. So, there is a new tyre format that F1 wanted to introduce into Quali this year and they were going to test it out in a couple of GPs, Amelia Romana being the first one. The cancellation of that GP has meant that Obviously, that is not going to happen, and it looks at the moment that it's just going to be pushed to Hungary, which was going to be the next race that this new format was going to be tried out in. So, what this new quality format was basically going to have was that in Q1, all of the drivers were going to have to use hard tyres. It was the only compound of tyres they were able to use. In Q2, they could only use mediums, and then in Q3, all the drivers that were left would have to use soft tyres. So they would have to essentially use every single type of tyre available that weekend, obviously except for the wet and intermediate tyres. Quali right now, you have a free choice on what tyres you use. Obviously, most of the teams will use a soft tyre unless they are incredibly, incredibly confident and think they can get through on the mediums. Nearly everyone in every quality will opt to use a soft tyre. F1 want to introduce this new tyre rule though. I think they are hoping that it might make it a bit more entertaining. Maybe it'll mess up the grid a little bit more. Who knows? I can't lie. At first I was a little bit hesitant and reluctant about this. I don't really see the point in it. Tyre warm-up as well on harder compounds can take a little bit longer and sometimes can be dangerous when they don't heat them up properly. But I am willing to see how it goes and I was interested to see this week what was going to happen with them. But we are going to just have to wait for a couple of more GPs until we can see how this plays out and if it really is going to work out the way they want it to. Another thing that this cancellation has had quite a big effect on in F1 are of course the upgrades. Um fairly certain there were quite a few teams that were going to be bringing upgrades to Imola, maybe not massive massive packages but even small things. It was the start of the European season, it's fairly easy to get the upgrades out into Imola when you need them. So we were expecting to see a couple of teams bring upgrades big or small to this racetrack. Now the next circuit that they can bring upgrades to is obviously going to be Monaco in the coming week right? But Monaco is a bit of a challenging circuit and I'm not 
entirely sure how many teams are gonna want to bring upgrades here. In terms of things like race pace, I'm not sure how good Monaco is gonna be in helping them understand if those upgrades are working, and I'm not sure whether some of those upgrades were more specific for tracks like Imola compared to Monaco as well. It's a race that is really quality dependent more than it is race dependent because it's not the best for overtaking, at least not in F1. In F1, it is not a great track for overtaking. So if your upgrades are really there to help the race pace of your car and not the quality pace of your car, it might not be the best place to bring them in. It also just in general sometimes feels like a little bit of a high risk circuit. It is a street circuit. The circuit and track is quite narrow as you're going through it. And so when a driver is trying to get an overtake done and make those moves, I just feel like there is a higher risk of there being an accident or an incident. And so those upgrades might have some damage done to it and you're losing data that you probably would want on them. Upgrades wise, there will be more a little bit later on in this podcast, but yes, I don't think this is exactly optimal upgrade wise for any of the teams that we're planning to bring them to Emila. So on to what is probably the most interesting piece of news going around lately, one of the most talked about pieces of news. If you're on any kind of F1 social media, TikTok, Twitter, anything like that, you've probably heard or seen a lot about it and a lot of quotes on it. But that is Nick DeVries' future as an F1 driver. Currently, Nick DeVries has three races to try and save his career in F1. And it's not even been half a season long. Helmut Marco has basically come out saying that Nick is on a yellow card, not a red card, and he has given Nick DeVries the next three races to show him, and Red Bull and AlphaTauri, that he's worth keeping in that seat by performing more consistently. And let's be honest here, right? His form hasn't been the best. He's had two DNFs two 14th place finishes and an 18th place finish. He's yet to score a single point. Yuki is showing to be the much more consistent driver in that team, either getting 10th or 11th, so he's obviously been able to score points and has just in general been outperforming Nick DeVries at this point. Yes, we should remember that even though Nick is coming in with a lot more experience than most of the rookies and he's a fair bit older than them, this is still his first full season in an F1 car, but expectations are pretty high given his history. F2 champion, FE world champion, he's also raced I think in world endurance, so he's had a lot of experience behind the wheel of a car even though it's not an F1 car. Red Bull also expect a lot from their drivers, rookie or not, they want a lot of consistency from them and not just consistency at the bottom of the tables, they want them to be competing in AlphaTauri at least for points and then if you're in the main Red Bull team to be competing for wins, right? They are just a team that have very high expectations of anyone they sign, whether that be in F1 or in the Junior Academy or Red Bull affiliated drivers that might be driving in a different series. They just have those high expectations. I'm pretty sure that's well known about them as well. Am I surprised that there is talk of Nick being kicked out mid-season? Honestly, I'm going to have to say no. And that's not because of his performance in the car right now. But Red Bull have done this before. Pierre's the most recent driver they've done this with, but that was from the main Red Bull seat. So he was able to go back to AT, which is their sister team, right? With Nick, there is nowhere else to go. 
It's Red Bull and then AlphaTauri. There's no other team that's Red Bull affiliated that they could shift him to. And I'm not sure whether Red Bull would even want to either. I'm just quite curious what kind of performance that they want from him, that Helmut Marko wants from him. Because all we know is that he has three races to prove to the team and to Red Bull and Helmut Marko that he should stay in F1. Because, let's be honest, the AlphaTauri car isn't good enough to be consistently in the points. Yuki is driving that car on the absolute limit to get it even into 11th place and it's a miracle when he gets it into 10th. It's not the best car on the field, it's a car that's really struggling and the reason I think Yuki is able to push it so much is because he's had two years of experience in F1, he's in his third season now and he's been with the same team for those three years as well. So... Is it that they want him just to get a bit closer to the points, maybe? That they just want him a few places higher up than what he is now? Is it that they want less of a gap between him and Yuki? Because your teammate is your best benchmark at the end of the day. So for me, that seems like the most likely thing that they would want from him. Now, before Imola was cancelled, his three races were going to be the entire triple header. So Imola, Monaco, Spain were going to be the three races he was going to have to prove himself at. The cancellation of Imola obviously means that that is now struck out and those three races will be over Monaco, Spain and Canada. Monaco might seem like a little bit of a harsh track to be on. Like I said, it's a quality dependent track. So if he doesn't qualify well, the race is going to be difficult for him. It's not impossible to overtake, but it is difficult to do. That being said, though, he has raced here with F2 and more recently with FE, so he does know the track. Same with Spain, he's raced there during F2. So I think Canada's technically the only new circuit that he's never been to before. But obviously, even with Monaco and Spain, it's a different experience in an F1 car compared to an FE car or an F2 car. But who is on the roster to take over if he can't prove himself over those next three races? Well, it looks like Helmut Marko is talking about Ayumi Awasa and Liam Lawson, who are next in line, and they are both RBR-affiliated drivers. There were rumours about maybe Daniel Ricciardo being in line for that seat, but that's not come to fruition. Helmut Marko has not mentioned him, so those are the two drivers right now that are being mentioned. Ayumi Awasa is currently in F2 and he is having just such an amazing season with Dams. If you aren't watching F2, I would highly, highly recommend it. It's such an amazing series to watch. The driving is a lot closer, the overtakes are so interesting, we're seeing different people on pole, on the podium, winning races, it is just such a good, good series to watch. But he's having an absolutely spectacular season, looks like he's going to be in the fight for the championship, which is amazing, and like I said, is a Red Bull affiliated driver, he is part of their junior academy. Liam Lawson then is currently in Super Formula, and he won his very first race in that series. He is a driver with so, so much much talent and I think even before he went to Super Formula people were wondering whether he was gonna take the AlphaTauri seat next to Yuki so it's gonna be interesting to see who they pick if Nick DeVries is not able to get up to the standard that Helmut Marko wants from him do I think he's gonna be booted from his seat honestly guys I'm really not sure I can't call it because it so much depends on the headspace he goes into 
with these three races coming up, right? Because if you've gone in with a slightly defeated attitude or you're angry or you're upset, which you're 100% allowed to be, but if you can't kind of put that to the back of your mind when you're going racing, it might affect your race craft. If you're quite desperate to make those overtakes, you're more likely to get into an incident and that's really not what Red Bull want from you. Another DNF on your record is the last thing that he needs right now. So I think it really does depend on that, on the car that AlphaTauri can give him for these races and just what happens on the day as well. Sometimes in F1, there are circumstances that are completely out of your control. You can't tell what's going to happen on a race day. So I really can't call it right now. And now we move on to the planned upgrades for Imola that look like they are going to be having a bit of a shift around. Look, the upgrades that everyone was talking about for Imola, the ones that I was excited for that made me excited for Imola, were obviously from Mercedes. I'm not even going to lie, that was what I was most excited for for Imola, guys. Mercedes had huge changes in the pipeline for the Emilia Romana Grand Prix. Front suspension, floor bodywork which by the sounds of it does mean the side pods will be changing. They were the talk of the paddock as we finished our last race before we came out to Imola. Everyone was talking about it, people were asking Toto, people were asking Lewis and George about it if they were excited for it. So they'd been hyped up not so much by the team but definitely by the media and other people in F1. Those changes will be going to Monaco instead and I was speaking to my sister about it and she was wondering if they would hold off and wait for Spain because like I said Monaco is a bit of a tricky track but Mercedes have opted to go with Monaco for their upgrades. In all honesty, I think this is probably the best idea for them. I know I was saying that Monaco is not a good place for upgrades, but for Mick in particular, I think this is the best idea for them because they are basically trying to rehaul what their car concept is. Todos basically said that the team want to try and bring through the upgrades efficiently and quickly so they don't want to waste too much time in waiting for Spain, after which we have another gap before we head out to Canada. The quicker you can kind of bolt on those updates to the car, figure out what the deficiencies are during quality and during the race, you can start making up for those deficiencies. And I mean, those upgrades would have been on the car for Monaco. The only difference would have been is that they would have had one race experience with those upgrades before heading to Monaco. But those upgrades are already on the way to Monaco. I think some of them have already arrived because some of the fright has already been able to be driven down to Monaco but they were already bolted on and ready for the car I don't think they've bought any of the old parts or if they have it's probably in limited supply it's the old parts of the old car so I don't think Mick were left with too much of a choice on that one so he used to hoping that they work out for them. Ferrari were another team that were introducing upgrades into Imola. It wasn't anything as drastic as what Mercedes are planning on doing, but they did want to bring a new rear suspension. Right now, Ferrari haven't said anything, but it is rumoured they are waiting for Spain to bring that in. And I think they've got another upgrade for Spain as well, so they'll probably just bring the two of them together. So yeah, they are opting to miss up bringing that upgrade to Monaco. And I'm not sure whether that's because they're concerned about any crashes that might happen in Monaco and don't want to damage that rear suspension, or whether they just think in general, look, the rear suspension would not have been the best for Monaco anyway, so we may as well delay it for another race it's not going to make a huge amount of difference in that case. 
I also heard rumours about AlphaTauri potentially bringing a new floor or some kind of upgrade to Imla, but I can't seem to find anything concrete there. So maybe, maybe not. Either way, though, Imla has changed the upgrade plans for any teams that might have been bringing upgrades to Emilia Romana, whether they were big or small. Like I said, Mercedes sticking by their guns, going to be bringing it to Monaco. Ferrari sound like they're delaying it. As for the other teams, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see until we get to Monaco to actually be able to figure out if they're bringing anything new, whether it's big or small, anything super drastic, or whether it's just new rear wings, new front wings sort of thing. But what should we expect from the Monaco GP this coming week? Obviously, I think Mercedes are going to be the biggest talking point at the start of the weekend when they reveal their upgrades and hit the track. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how different the car looks, if it has a drastic change at all, and interesting to see if it does make any difference to the car and how much time they lose or make up. I honestly think Monaco quality is going to be the most exciting part of the weekend. I've mentioned it multiple times in this podcast, guys, but yeah, you need to be in a good position to do well in the Monaco GP. Overtakes can be difficult so you want to qualify as high as you can so I do wonder if we're going to see any risks being taken in quality to try and get cars as far ahead in the grid as they're able to. Red Bulls I'm expecting to be absolutely strong as ever. I am fully expecting them to dominate the Monaco GP again but the interesting thing there I think is going to be if Checo will manage another win on a street circuit because that would be an absolute massive help to his fight against Max in this championship or will Max be able to really outsmart and outrace Checo during that weekend so even though we probably will see Red Bull dominance this weekend I mean I'm really really not doubting it at this point it's just going to be interesting to see what happens between those two teammates. Further back in the field I expect Merck to be in the mix with Aston Martin. I don't think that these upgrades are going to make a massive difference straight away, so I don't think by any means they're going to be ahead of Aston, but I think they'll be fairly equal on quality and race pace, hopefully. Race pace, I'd say yes. Quali might be a different story, though. I'm not entirely sure with Ferrari. Like Mercedes, they've had a bit of an inconsistent season. Some races go really well for them, some not so much. We know that Charles tends to have quite a lot of bad luck during his home race. It's painful being a Charles fan when we go to Monaco. You want to celebrate it being his home race, but you know you're just in for a fair bit of pain. So who knows how that's going to go for him. Hopefully, 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 though, this isn't going to be a bad race for either of the drivers or the team. I think they just need a bit more of a morale boost, to be honest, guys. I think they need some good races under their belt. And hopefully we will see it happen in Monaco for them. Midfield wise, I think it's going to be as tight as ever. It's really hard to predict where those cars are going to end up. There's just so much movement in that midfield and who's able to score points in a weekend. But I really enjoy that. I enjoy not exactly knowing which cars will end up in the points in the midfield and which ones will slightly miss out on them because it's never by a huge margin really either. Obviously, we're going to see Nick start fighting for his F1 career and I'm just hoping he won't end up being too desperate in Monaco and making a move that could end his F1 race. Like I said, the streets are narrow and the last thing he needs is going to be a DNF. But yeah, I think race-wise, it might not be as interesting, but I definitely think Quali is going to be the one to keep your eye out on. And that just about sums up some of the major news happening in F1 right now. Obviously, everything that's going on with Emilia Romana is just 
so upsetting far beyond any f1 race being cancelled and i really hope that the citizens and the residents there are able to get all the help that they need and can start rebuilding their lives as well as they can make sure you come back next week for when i talk about everything that happened during the monaco gp I am almost sure there's going to be some unexpected twists and turns along the way. Maybe we're going to end up seeing Kevin Magnussen qualifying fourth again for all we know. I mean, stranger things have been happening this season. He's done it once. Who's to say it won't happen again? Thank you guys and Diochen Barrett for listening to the Stewart's Office podcast. Make sure you follow me wherever you listen to your podcast so you get updates on when I post next. And if you're not following me on TikTok and Instagram, please go and do that over at Stewart's underscore office. I post loads of F1 content on both of those platforms and I will see you guys next time. You're summoned to the Stewart's Office.